Welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast with your hosts, Alan Miller and Dr. David Overby. Recorded on the 27th of June, 2020. This is episode 207. And now for the show. Welcome to the Mopod, Modus Operandi Podcast, Mopod. Modus, uh, sorry, I just watched uh, some pretty disturbing uh, video of a of a person being shot downtown here um, in the the peace camp. Oddly enough, um, white dude wearing a what looked like black capris and white socks. That might have been his legs. Um, um, they might have just been black shorts that came, you know, like basketball shorts. I, I'm not really sure, though. They looked like they were closed around, under his knees, uh, wearing a, a pinkish-reddish uh, tank top. Um, just kind of shot somebody inside of the um, of the encampment downtown here in Louisville. And uh, so, yay, America, here we are. Um, uh, welcome to uh, Trump's America, uh, where white folks with guns are fine and black people uh, uh, that are upset about uh, cops uh, beating them and killing them and putting them in jail is bad. Um, so now this uh, happened in, in Louisville this evening. Yeah. Yeah. It just happened a little while ago. Uh, probably about, I'm, I'm going to guess probably about three hours ago. It was pretty, pretty brightly lit when it was happening. And, uh, so this would be about eight o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Probably about, yeah. Uh, uh, probably about eight o'clock, uh, Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, seven, seven or eight Eastern. Yeah. So anyway, yay. Uh, Yet more senseless death. Um, people were saying uh, in the video, "This was all live stream shit." This is, I mean, this is this isn't even on the news yet. So, um, um, yeah, this was all live stream stuff, and and people were saying that that he's dead. He's not, you know, he's he doesn't have a heartbeat. Blah blah blah. A lot of blood. Um, so just incredible. America. I do think we're in some kind of. Um Unchartered civil war, mm-hmm. where I the mean, groups aren't clearly defined. Yeah, exactly. They don't have uniforms. There's no uniforms or even explicit signs or identities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't mean it, signs. It's, I meant it's, signs. You know, uh, now these motherfuckers have ruined Hawaiian shirts. You know, my, <laughs> my favorite summer fucking wear. Is is goddamn Hawaiian shirts, and now these fucking cocksucking son of a bitch white nationalist piece of shit motherfuckers coming with their goddamn guns and shit wearing Hawaiian shirts. I mean, yeah, when, when they ruined white polos, I didn't fucking give a fuck. Fuck white polos. I don't want to wear a polo shirt. I'll never wear a polo shirt again. Um, and I haven't since the fucking goddamn 80s when they were a thing. Like Magnum PI somehow exactly. turning into something worse than uh, Magnum PI. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, racist PI. Um, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. And yeah, exactly. How how do you know who your enemy is? How do you know who to shoot? 
You know, that's the question. Um, you know, and I, I, I mean, I had a serious discussion with Denise about this the other night. It's like, if, if it comes down to it, I am going to take up arms. Um, you know, I, I know how to shoot and I, I'm pretty fucking good at it. Uh, and oh, if, you and have if, to, I mean, and if it comes just, down to it, I, I, you know, I will defend, you know, the, the, my, this this is our home, you know, and these worthless fucking son of a bitches from the loser goddamn southern shit fuck Dixie goddamn fucking butthurt motherfuckers are just ruining everything that we built since the fucking 1776. I mean, everything. They're just fucking trying to tear it all goddamn down. Well, I think a lot of what's happening now is that the society has been in decay, certainly since the year 2000, with several major breakdowns. And now this pandemic has sent everything over the edge. And it helps me to kind of look at it in these terms. In 2000, the Supreme Court appoints the president. Then we have a major terrorist attack that our government doesn't protect us from. Uh, We then get into one war that is still going on today, a 19-year war. Longest in the nation's history. Then we get, we have Colin Powell, who's telling us what a great man Joe Biden is, uh, telling us, uh, lying to us about weapons of mass destruction so we can have a war in Iraq that in some ways is still going on, officially ended in 2011. Then we had an economic collapse (laughs) in 2008. And in terms of not being responsive to a public uh, health crisis, people forget about the two major spikes in the opioid opioid epidemic, which it it still is an epidemic in, in America. And oh no, Dave. That's that's over. I don't. You know. I mean, it's not right. There are no more new, drugs, of yeah, course. Everything's yeah. cool. Which is why we still have to keep you know these um, invading army uh, police systems. You know to keep attacking drugs uh, uh, and Br- Brianna Taylor died drugs. so that we could all be safe from drugs. So what is so bad about it? Um, and I may have said this before, but I, you know what makes Donald Trump so bad is not him as a person, but the system that he inherited that enables his pathologies to thrive. Like that system was already there: cultural system, a belief system, right, a way of operating. You know, business dominated. But really, for me, when I look at the year 2000 and the the stolen election, basically, like, and Gore wins Florida. Oh, wait a second. No, it's Bush. And then that was just, that was it. And then the Supreme Court finally just jumped in and said, no, it's over. Bush is the president. Yeah, stop counting the votes. That was, you know, that was definitely a real literal end to democracy. And it's a major moment in, in history that is just brushed aside because everything in America winds up being, uh, you just decide it's not a big deal because it doesn't have to do with your designer jeans or the cool thing that you happen to be doing that day. Or I don't know. 
what kind of weirdo zany world <laughs> Dude, boy, you're, show, you're showing your age uh designer jeans uh speaking of happy birthday to you right. happy birthday to you happy birthday you crudgy motherfucker happy birthday to you what you called me did you call me pudgy crudgy Crudgy, okay. Uh, crudgy's not bad. I yeah, you're you're keep... pretty crudgy. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. so yeah. Uh, anyway, happy birthday. Uh, all Thank right. You. So let's. Um, uh, hey, how's how's it going down there in West Kentucky? Uh, how's the heat so far? Well, actually, today the weather uh, turned out to be great. So I went on a birthday run. The forecast I thought was going to be. Um, Stormy and hot and humid. Yeah, yeah. Same uh, here. There was a little bit of thunder in the morning, but the heat and humidity never materialized. I, and I took a walk around three, and I just thought, man, it feels great out here. Like I just kept thinking, well, there, once the breeze dies down, it'll be really hot, and it just it wasn't. I thought, well, I need to go for a run, and, and I did, and it was great. And uh, and the, when I was making, when I got to the halfway point, and then turned around to start making my run back, I had the the breeze was in my face, you know, making it feel oh, nice. even better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so today the weather's been good, I, but we are supposed there's... to have uh, we were supposed to have uh, AM storms in this area, and they just issued um, a severe weather storm warning for a county in southeast Missouri, probably about uh, two hours south of St. Louis. I don't think that particular system is coming here because, uh, like I said, we're not supposed to get anything for another uh, six hours. But, you know, I'm hoping that we're just going to have some rain. But in any event, it, it, the, the heat and humidity are supposed to kick in. And that's another reason why I'm uh, so delighted that I got this uh, run in. And um, because with the heat and humidity coming up, especially with chance for storms. Uh, don't know that I'll necessarily be able to run or that it would be uh, enjoyable to run uh, here in the next three days. Yeah, it's it's weird. Up here, we've got this... Um, um, I mean, it's pretty much just says rain and thunderstorms for the next five days. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the at the national you know weather radar mosaic thing that, that uh, the National Weather Service puts out. And um, there's there's these streams. I guess there's some kind of tropical storm. I think came ashore and is is moving across. I think that's where you got your nice nice breeze and everything. And uh, but we just apparently here in Louisville, it, it has turned into a tropical rainforest. I mean, it just it rains all the fucking time up here. It just it never. Do you think it's kind of a climate change thing? Oh no, no, that has nothing to do. Yeah, of course. I mean that that's one of the predictions was that that some areas would suddenly become wetter, other areas would become extremely dry. Um temperatures would generally go up, which they have. I mean it's it's been the the winter here was just ludicrously warm. Um I I I'm really not surprised that that um uh, uh, I mean, I, I would I would not be surprised if uh, fire ants were to start showing up up here. Um, you're, I'm pretty sure that you are going to start seeing them in Callaway County probably in the next year. 
uh, because they're in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I know they're in uh, quite a few places in Tennessee around Nashville. Um, and, and they're I, moving because the weather's getting warmer. Because it's getting warmer, they 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 can't handle r- really cold temperatures, but they can handle kind of cold temperatures. Um, I don't know if you've ever had any experience with fire ants, but they are they are the a, a creature from hell. And 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 I say that as as a singular because the way that a fire ant mound works. Um, if you disturb it, and I found this out the very, very hard way when I was a freshman at Tulane, um, if you say, for instance, you don't know that there's a fire ant mound there, and you kick it with your foot and you're standing next to it, they will climb up your leg until they're good, good long way up your leg, and then they will all simultaneously bite you. And every single bite burns it feels like fire and thus the name and every single one of them makes a little fucking uh, uh like let me pin- get this pimple. straight we're we're living through a pandemic uh-huh and there's also the, but that's not enough for me to be and, concerned and about because murder hornets in a in a year when we still don't have a vaccine, we can think about all these awful insects. Yeah, coming you'll you'll, because you'll, of the you'll enjoy the the, the incredible pleasure of fucking fire ants. Uh, this year, I had been saying all of last year, and a lot of it was getting my uh, exercise regimen back in gear. But that dude, did, did be- you? Okay, wait, let, let let me interrupt just for a second. Did you order yourself a, dun- a dumbbell set? Not yet. But All right. Thank you for you're reminding gonna, you're me. You're going to do it because it's they're not that expensive. Um, if you if you guys have Amazon Prime, they'll fucking deliver a set for free. Um, and you know it'll come with weights. It'll come with the bars. I would suggest you buy an extra set of bars so you've got four four dumbbells so you can do two separate weights because you know certain certain ones you want a lower weight, other ones you want a higher weight. Um, and and you don't you know what I'm talking about and and all of our listeners that are into weight training you know what I'm talking about you know you want for some of the lifts and and whatnot you want a lightweight and for some of the other ones you want a heavier weight um, and I just I I that's what I did today that was my workout today I ran yesterday I'll run tomorrow um, um, and I don't care if if it's hot I just walk half the time I don't I, I'm going to go out and put in the miles. Um, and, and I, and I, but I'm also not going to kill myself. So I will stop, stop down when it, when I'm getting too hot. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I lifted today and I, I'm telling you, it's something that I, I didn't really realize until I'd started it back up a few weeks ago, how much I missed that. Um, because I'm not doing anything fucking else, you know, physically, and usually I'm out working. I'm lifting, you know, lumber, and I'm I'm climbing ladders, and I'm, you know, I'm having to stretch and move this way and that to to physically do my job. And I, you know, fucking cooking and sitting behind the computer and going out for jogs. And so I mean, none of my upper bodies has really been required to do anything. And when I started back up. Dude, I'm like ten pounds under weight on on my two sets of weights from what I would have used at the at the YMCA back when I was hitting it hard. 
so I'm I'm like I've got a I've got a ways to go to get back to where I was in uh, in you know Mar early March. So get them, get them. You'll you'll be glad you did. Get yourself a bench. I mean, fucking order a bench. But just to sort of for a second to go back to the climate change. Um, like I think that the that my uh, exercise regimen really bringing that back last year brought to me the awareness of being prepared for you know the, the onset of some doom some like serious major problems because mm-hmm. these problems have been talked about and all of the things we're doing wrong and going off the rails in so many different directions and abandoning science and you know i thought it was going to be climate change and i thought it was going to be 2021 uh, i thought it was going to be mass migration was going to uh, start happening much faster uh but in an eerie way in a way that these same things are happening because um, when you think about the the protests, right? There's all the civil unrest, and then you think about uh, the the pandemic, and you know what that is doing in terms of taking its toll on just breaking down the fabric of of society in terms of like nothing well, and, can be and, normal, and, 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 and of nothing course, can... on, on top of that, you have this completely amoral, immoral um, administration that's running the show. Right, and, but and it's you so just typical, got this though. just giant clusterfuck that's going on. But think about the image of George W. Bush in the airplane, right, looking down on New Orleans after Katrina and yeah. after the levees broke. Oh, and his, his mother who said, oh, this is working out really well for, for, for most of them. You know, it's looking this, looking you know, at all those poor motherfuckers in 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 that in the Astrodome in Houston, of, of privilege. Who, like, yeah, you're up here in this plane. Their, their entire life had been lost. You're the just, president, and you can just fly over them and look at them, but they couldn't help them, or they wouldn't. Yeah, right? they wouldn't. That was that was the key. That that, and the, I mean, this is even worse. We have someone who is not only flying over, seeing the people. Not doing a thing, anything about it. He's lying about what he isn't doing, and he's lying about the condition of the people. He's just fucking lying all the time, and he has an entire administration and a news network that are helping him lie. You're talking about Bush, right? No, I'm talking about right now. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. But, but, but it- Bush, Bush did the same thing, but he, he. He used. He did the same thing. He used the, the same normal person. channels. Uh, I, I, Barack Obama. Did you know Barack Obama didn't say a word about the Deepwater Horizon blowing up for two months. I think it was technically something like fifty-eight days. It happened on April the the twentieth, yep. twenty ten, and it was yep. something like June the sixteenth or June the seventeenth before he finally addressed the nation about it. I mean, this is just so. This is this is what's so worrisome, I think, and disturbing is that. I mean, I know that that uh, Trump is a bad president, but this seems so typical for what the American government does. When has the American government ever stepped in and buffered um, the American people from you know something really bad and major happening? Like it, it failed on September the 11th. Uh, um, it, I think it was nineteen twenty six. Economic crash of oh eight. The you know it couldn't do anything for the people in New Orleans after Katrina. 
Um, it, yeah, you uh, got to you got to go back to FDR. Well, you know that's a pretty that's going back a lot further than I was yeah, thinking of. I mean, I was going to be content to say the '90s weren't that bad, which is my kind of uh, halfway pro-America theme. You know, hey, the '90s weren't that bad, but. Um, <laughs> But no, it's the the whole problem is that our entire system is there's no motivation when it comes to the very basic human act of helping other people. Like Americans are just lost when that is the simple need. Like there's a major problem. It's no one's fault. Like no single person made this virus happen. Like when you do something really awful, like you go loot and you get a you know forty dollars worth of, ca- of uh, frappuccinos, <laughs> something horrible like that, yeah, you know, a case of beer or you, you a, have to a big be screen TV, whatever it is. Governments and really all of our institutions and really the the basic purpose in life, and if you're going to think of yourself as a civilized people, is that you do care about others. And you can, in some ways, understandably put yourself first in terms of you're going to look out for yourself and take care of your things. And you actually want to do things yourself and advance and uh, be successful at whatever you're doing. But that doesn't mean that that automatically has to come at the expense of... Exactly. Um, Precisely. That's exactly. As you were saying it, that was the, exactly what I had in my head was that does not have to come at the expense of anyone right. else. Right. That it's, and it's gotten to the point where not only does it have to come at the other person's expense, but that really the suffering of the other person is, is the only goal. Like, it's you're not even trying to do something else, but you're just trying to hurt other people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, like I this think, insanity well, of, yeah, of, there's, of not, I, not I, wearing I just, a mask. I will never understand what... Is going on with with like congressional Republicans when they, when they're voting against shit that just hap, hap, helps everybody, you know I'll never understand that. It's like well they should be responsible for themselves. What the fuck do you mean this this will help anybody that needs it? What is wrong with you? We're the, quote unquote the richest country on earth. Hey Dave, I, I think you need to uh, uh, probably I just, uh, I just uh, did uh, it. Uh, uh, stop your recording. I just I just. Uh, uh, Shut one down and turn another one on. Okay, so um, Just all right, I'm, I'm going to start us back up again. Then, okay. uh, what, what, what was I just? Uh, you, know, one of my biggest issues with, you know, how things are being portrayed by uh, the media is that it's so often there's a political dynamic that's going on between reporters and the politicians that's separate from you know politics writ you know the you know democrat versus republicans people vote for them it's political like office politics you know are um where the Reporters are they they'll take it a little easy on somebody that they think might provide them with you know essential information and they'll 
skirt around topics that and they just end up as a result of this as a practice to make sure they maintain access because they need the information they're fed but over time they're fed worse information and they're they're expected to report bad information and there's a loop that's going on within especially high level journalism i think that a lot of time a lot of times we see it's sort of the people that are working below the sort of you know the that the the major tagline guys you know just maybe one or two steps below that the ones that are really fucking in there digging that are doing the work they're actually reading all the shit they're they're you know, they're calling to confirm things you know they're 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 the ones that are doing their own double checking on themselves you know those journalists are getting in and finding shit but it gets buried under this avalanche of bullshit that i mean this is this is donald trump's forte i mean that's that's what this motherfucker was born to do was to just churn out nonsense that clouds everything there's so much of it it's just an avalanche of sh- bullshit just and the problem well, is is that <clears throat> i mean again it's, it's it's just nothing new though man like i mean think about the war on drugs that's oh no no well, that's there was the no, same there was, thing there was total no bullshit. there was and that was Reagan there was and, there was no there's just no comparison with the I mean, literally, Donald Trump in in every not the scope I, I, of it. There, you're, you're, I would agree to that. I mean, that yeah, he's with, just with Trump. That it's he's, everything. He's like this hyper version of everything that's bad. The fact that he has a higher output of of bullshit doesn't mean that the percentage of bullshit was any lower for the other presidents. They they it was all a hundred percent bullshit from these people too. I mean. The important thing to think about is what we can see for certain. I mean, if if our intuitions weren't already telling us this before the pandemic, but that Americans literally just do not care about other people at all, and it's widespread, you know, and it's um, it's it's a such an ugly and miserable and phony uh, characteristic. It's just. Um, I mean, a level of self-importance that is uh, uh, mind-boggling and and infantile. Uh, like, sort of everyone just stopped developing mentally when they were two years old. Um, but I just, I want to go back to the, you know, wearing the, the mask and to think, you know, what a disappointing and incredibly boring version of freedom and independence. Like, I'm free because... I don't wear a mask. I mean, yeah, what kind if, of a zany if I, if I, version if, of freedom is that? And I think what it is, man, is is a. I mean, tell me what you think on this. But I think that people know that they're not free, and so they're hyper uh, eager to prove that they are, or to take take a stand, that they, just for these you know wacko things. Like obviously, the reason for wearing the mask is. There's a public health crisis, and if you don't wear a mask, and if you don't do these other things like social distance, like 
you can get it yourself. You can get it and give it to someone else who you know may may die. And you've got to think like that. There is just nothing else to it. And um, for people to just you know turn it into something else, like it's an affront on their personal freedom and, and, and liberty, like that's the best you could do with freedom. It's not that you don't have your own art commune. Or that you can just have, have you have you seen the the videos from Florida of the There's a town hall meeting in I, I think want to say it was St. Petersburg. Yes, I, yeah, I've where, seen where they're that. just like you're you're going against the will of God by making us breathe through this cloth because He gave us our nose and our mouth to breathe through. And I'm just yeah, it, it's, I mean sure it's uh, you know hey America. But those people are everywhere, man. The, the, I mean, they're not a fringe of of just uh, the the culture, and they're then they're not a. Uh, the, the thing that stood out to me was, uh, I mean, if you look at the demographics, you know, they're some are older, but there's there's one woman, and she's actually fairly attractive. She looks kind of you know like she's got some Mexican uh, in her, but I mean, she's one of the most nutcase ones, and she's got to be in her twenties, so. Oh it's yeah, no, no. I, culture, I, I actually, for a a brief period, uh, probably about eight or nine years ago, dated a a, a young woman in her her early thirties, and she's turned out to be like an anti-vax nut. Um, needless to say that that uh, that that, yeah, that I mean, relationship it's... had its limits. Um, but uh, hey, listen, I I actually have to uh, take a break now. Um, okay. And, um, so uh, we're gonna get a word from um, our gift shop now. That is a uh, um, sell, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a, a commercial sponsor between now and uh, tomorrow when I actually have this thing edited up on the on the internets. Uh, but uh, hey, we're, we'll be back right after whatever this is. We've all had the nightmares. The dream always starts nice and homey, and then... Mommy, we're out of toilet paper! The COVID toilet paper shortages have left all of us traumatized. But never fear. The Mopod RoboLicker 2020 is here. This robotic anus scrubber clings to the underside of your toilet seat until needed. Using a simple phone app, you can summon the Mopod RoboLicker 2020 that scurries out of hiding, attaching itself to your undercarriage with gentle suction cups, and going to town with its tongue-like anal scrubbing appendages, scouring the area with warm water and gentle but persistent tonguing. Firmly cleaning your anus until you tell it to stop and gently blow dry your naughty bits. When complete, it self-sterilizes and it's ready to go again. And it has a separate set of urethra liquors for the ladies. You may never leave the bathroom again. Wink. Installs in minutes with just a tube into the toilet tank and a plug for the charging station. Your days of worrying about toilet paper shortages are behind you with the Mopod RoboLicker 2020. Uh, the people from this uh, local restaurant stopped by and they uh, gave me a, a bottle of really good red wine for my uh, birthday. 
It's uh, called Yalupa, which is a nice name. Uh, I'm not sure exactly uh, what, what it means. But, um, does, and then does, here's does it the have thing. an a, a pellet region? Is it, what kind of wine is it? Um, it's a really good red wine. But anyway, the real okay. story is this. It's not... <laughs> It's not the it's not the wine. The real story is my pizza. I've been making deep dish pizza. I've taken the pizza and I've I made deep dish before using an iron skillet. I've used an iron skillet and also grilled pizzas. But this is um, iron uh, using this uh, iron skillet and then getting it in, in the oven and layering down the cheese and then the toppings and then the sauce goes on last and trying to build some thickness uh, to your to your pizza. Um, getting that nice uh, spongy crust. So I made a pizza for uh, these people at this restaurant, and they've been real good about doing delivery, especially in the early days of the pandemic when it was really just total shutdown and, you know, really worried about going out and not knowing, you know, what to do. And um, so... They, uh, I had made pizza before and would take it there and uh, I would give them a pizza and get some guacamole, right? And so um, um, they had seen one of my pizzas on Facebook and they said, we, you know, we want to have one of your pizzas again soon. So we did an exchange where they delivered an order and then they picked up a pizza and so then the restaurant people took a picture of my pizza and put it up on their restaurant page. Oh, nice. And they said it was delicious and it's a great looking picture. And, and, and it was. It's my uh, classic uh, deep dish uh, gourmet pizza with uh, olives, Italian sausage, uh, onion, and uh, mozzarella cheese. And then the... Now I'm, 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 I'm going to upset you slightly here, but a uh, uh, deep dish pizza is not pizza; it's a type of uh, uh, casserole or pot pie. Well, I mean, I disagree. I think it definitely is. I, I've, I've I've argued this with Chicagoans for years, but I refuse to accept that a that a deep dish pizza is a pizza any more than I accept that a calzone is a pizza. No, I don't think a calzone is a pizza because it's got the the crust uh, on both the top and the bottom. Uh huh. So it's that I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, but, but you you you're 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 coating the outsides of a pan which you bake with uh with dough, and then you're you're layering stuff inside of it very thick, mm-hmm. like a lasagna would be. The only difference between a deep dish the lasagna pizza doesn't a, have dough. No, it has pasta mixed into it instead All of right. dough around the outside, but it's it's layered thick. Whereas a pizza is a rolled out crust with a with a some kind of coating and things on top of it that are cooked until you've got a crispy crust. That's a pizza. A deep dish pizza is—it's either some kind of a, a open top pot pie, or mm. it's a, yeah. a casserole. It's 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 a, not it's, a ca- it's not a casserole. I don't know, man. I've I had I, I had one down is. I had one in in downtown Chicago one time. That was a fucking casserole. Yeah, it had fucking. Dough. I mean, I, had, had I know what you're talking about. Like, when but it, it was when like it looks... fucking three inches thick. 
Yeah, sure. Just, okay. Yeah, it was a, totally a fucking casserole. It was All good. Right, well, oh, I tell you what, it was goddamn delicious, but it wasn't a pizza. <laughs> well, the same thing is another thing is if it's a, if it's a pizza, you should be able to eat it with your your hand. Like mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. if you really need to be eating it with the fork, I think you're definitely right. Like it's a uh, you could also call it like a, a, a some type of a frittata. Yeah, yeah, uh, perhaps. Yeah, totally. Where you've got you have um, to work it with a with a fork. But I mean, a, not, a, a real deep but, dish pizza kind of. If you remove it, you, so one thing that makes it slightly different from most casseroles is that when you try to remove slices of it, it falls apart. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I'm. I. Well, I'll always be a purist when it comes to it. Though I, you know, if if you if you face me with well, one of those things, I will I, eat it. I make I make what I'm calling a deep dish pizza because I'm not doing something as um, to the extreme that you're describing of this, you know, three inch thick thing that you you're getting in in Chicago. What what I do is I go ahead and I roll the dough out like I would be if I was going to put it on a uh, pizza stone. Except I don't, I don't roll it out to just the absolute uh, extreme, super ultra thin, right? Where I'm literally trying just to stretch it to the utmost ends, right? But still rolling it out where it's it's nice and thin. And uh, and what I'm doing is I've got the uh, cast iron skillet inside the oven. The oven's like at about 425. And I take the skillet out, put it on the stove, and I just transfer the dough right onto the cast iron skillet, right? And then it, it starts to, it pre-bakes pretty quickly, and then I'll, I'll pick it up and then just toss it over and we'll bake the other side. Put a little bit of olive oil on it, so it's, it's getting kind of crispy. And I'm layering my uh, cheese slices so that they're pushing up against the side of the cast iron skillet. So that they will caramelize while the pizza's cooking. And then I'm putting a generous amount, like definitely more than I would put on a thin crust pizza stone pizza, where I would have fewer things on top of it. Uh, really loading it down and and, uh, and then putting the, the, the sauce on the, on the very top and then patting it down and, and it goes in the oven for about uh, 12, uh, 12 minutes. So does that sound like it could be a pizza? Like you should look at the pictures at least. You know? Oh, I've, I think seen, it, I've seen them. It, it looks uh, it looks uh, it looks thick and moist. Do, you don't put cheese on top of it at all um, while it's no. Uh, interesting. No, the cheese goes on the bottom, and then the toppings on top of the cheese, and then the sauce goes on top the huh. toppings. Because we're yeah. doing it with deep dishes, you, you want to keep the sauce as f- uh, far away from the uh, dough as possible. Uh, so that it doesn't get soggy while it's cooking. Whereas when you do it on a on a stone, uh, I guess the heat is working different. Where there's just if you're doing a thin crust pizza, you're not putting that much on the the crust. So with with the deep dish, the idea is it's you have some thickness to your pizza, and you're really loading on the toppings. The other thing I think that makes a a dip, deep dish pizza a a pizza. Um, is the uh, Italian sausage and the combination of the flavors. I mean, you're still talking about mozzarella, tomato sauce, onions, uh, you know, olives. 
these are such fundamental pizza type ingredients that I think it is possible to have a deep dish pizza. Although I will agree that some of the things that you described, you are correct to say this is not actually a pizza. I um um you're uh, the the you're reminding me you want to cook, uh, man. I'm uh, gonna have to get off of here and, and make a damn pizza. Um, I, I uh, today cooked uh, second time I've gotten into a conversation about cooking. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll end this really quick. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke a duck tomorrow. Um, so um, oh, um, you should start smoking the duck tonight, man. No, then... no, 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 no. I'll start it probably about uh, uh, one o'clock. It'll be done by about six. Um, I bet it's gonna be yummy. Are oh, you gonna dude, invite me so up? Good. Can it's... I come up? Nope. <laughs> uh, okay, let, let's let's go back to politics. Wait, I, um, you know, hey, listen, uh, we probably ought to throw in another break here, uh, Why not? because you know we do have to pay the bills, and people need to buy these wonderful products um, that that we offer in our gift gift shop, and um, so we'll be right back after this. Sexy nights. What COVID lockdowns all about? Yeah, sexy. But sometimes sexy COVID times lead to little, little oopsies. oopsies. Well, when you've got a little oopsie on your hands, reach for the Mopod brand tactical abortion pistol. It's quick. It's loud. And its fetus hunting ammunition will take care of your little oopsie before you can say, Make my day. Mopod brand tactical abortion pistol. Get yours today. So, yeah, oh, well, man, I, I just, I, I'm always impressed by the, the products that our uh, research and development crew is coming up with um, um, for the uh, uh, Mopod gift shop. Just amazing stuff. Um, so Dave, I, I want to loop back around to, uh, you were talking at the, at the beginning, you were talking about Af- Afghanistan and how that's a, still is kind of ongoing. Um, I'm not sure if uh, you didn't mention it, so I don't know if you've heard this, but, um, um, recently it's been discovered that a spy Russian spy troop in Afghanistan has been paying out bounties for American soldiers that are killed. And the Trump administration was informed of this fact in March. Um, There have been quite a few deaths of soldiers in Afghanistan since March. Um, And between March and now, uh, Donald Trump has said, has insisted that Russia be admitted into the G8 um, after he postponed the G7 meeting. Um, So, yeah, our administration has been um, hiding the fact that Russia is paying for basically scalps of American soldiers. Um, I don't know. Do you think this will stick? 
Well, I think that it's uh, an example of what I was saying earlier, that uh, what makes Trump so bad is that he inherited a, a system that was in place where that was uh, ideal for his pathologies to thrive. And the war in Afghanistan is one of those uh, examples of, of the way that the system has been for the last 20 years. I mean, he didn't start that war had two previous presidents, both two-term presidents, a Republican and then a Democrat, that kept that war going, started it with Bush. Obama kept it going. In fact, Obama really built the Afghanistan war up. We, The most uh, American troops that we had in Afghanistan, I think at one point close to 100,000 troops, was under Obama. Like his whole idea of change was, instead of Iraq being the main war and Afghanistan is the secondary war why don't we switch and we'll make Afghanistan the main war and Iraq can kind of it was the surge right like wow you know that's that's just what I was thinking when I thought you know I'm going to vote for another person and a different party to be president and have things change and keep fighting wars but just invert the the priorities of which one you're going to really yeah, a, a surge. Like, do Bush did a surge in Iraq. Obama came in, did a surge in Afghanistan. It's still going on today. So the thing is, is that if this war wasn't going on in the first place, if we just would get out of Afghanistan, then this wouldn't be an issue. No, no, uh, but no, it definitely we makes no, we wouldn't, and and you know that we wouldn't. That's the the, the in the best of times. Um, you know when things seem to be fairly stable, uh, the intelligence services can't be satisfied with just observing. They're always in their meddling. They're always in their meddling, and uh, most of the time, meddling involves troops that are just in there that we just don't really talk about the fact they're there. I would bet money that every single place that there's hot shit going on in the world, we have some kind of troops there. And here's the the fucked up part about it is so does Russia, so does China. Um, often France does and Britain does and um, uh, Saudi Arabia has people in. I, I mean, they're just... We've, our, the people waiting for shit to get fucked up are in there making sure that shit gets fucked up. And, and it's been like that since the fucking, since World War II ended. And actually probably before that too. We've always had people meddling around. It's just, it's gotten... It's gotten to a sort of like hyper technological level at this point where it's just well, I was just going to say though a hyper militarized I mean America has been a hyper militarized uh, country post World War II that's yeah, yeah, been yeah. one of its big errors is that it just went way overboard on the military in the aftermath of World War II instead of thinking well we have a really strong military and that's good but we don't want to make the mistake of this country that, you know, we just 
took apart, which is you you become you put everything in, into your military, and it just it, it breaks the the country from the, oh, well, I mean, to, from the about, inside out. Which think is, about the end of the Cold War. I think that we're doing this on purpose at this point. Like the whole idea is to use the military as um, for for greed, just as a way to, for people to enrich themselves off of it. But it, at the same time, to just starve and to cut off uh, the the public from the basic goods and services that any civilized <laughs> society has. Any modern civilized society just understands that you have these things and you enjoy your life and you take care of people. Like Life isn't about um, you know, blood-curdling plague and complete economic collapse. But Dave, and, Dave why are we going to pay for children to learn how to play, toot on some goddamn horns when we got to give money for our brave men in arms to go overseas and fight for our freedom. Yeah, but the thing is, is that the the the, uh, the caricature that you're playing it, it <clears throat> makes it seem like it's just this sort of fringe, really dumb. Oh no, no, D- dude, moron dude, bar- dude, that's that is more than half of America. Yeah, George that, Bush's that, approval that rating was in the That sound that I just made. After uh, September 11th. And his approval rating was still in the in the 70s. I think around 72 uh, when the announcement was made to, to start the war in Afghanistan. So Yeah, and it went through the I roof. Mean, it, it, it's, it is a popular, you know, being pro-military is a popular American political stance. And we're, you know, the, one Dave, of the reasons that Dave, we're paying are you for saying it is, are you saying you're against our troops? Is it's a perfect example? The pandemic is the is a perfect example of that. You you really do need these other things to have a strong country, you know, and and other things besides you know these vilified other groups of people can represent a, a serious harm. You know, I've said before, I think that the coronavirus is the war coming home and this, you know, pompous and just totally destructive American strategy of, well, we don't want to have another 9-11, so we'll just take the war to them. Like, you'll just presume that an, another attack is going to happen and say, well, we'll just start a war with this country and then this one and we'll start other ones as we see fit and it's about we'll keep the war over here. And now you have the people uh, dying, but you definitely need science, and you need a you need a world class universal healthcare system if you're going to have a strong country. Americans still haven't even figured this out. Like all of the liberal dorks on MSNBC who played you yes. know, Bernie Sanders talking about Fidel Castro back in 1985, over and over and over, they must have played it like 30 times uh, an hour. Uh, after Bernie got off to a, a hot start in the in, in the primaries, you know, all these people, um, uh, you know, they they all sign off on on these uh, crazy, you know, war driven policies, and they never they never uh, criticize them. That, that you don't hear these people advocating for uh, universal health care or that there should be a change in the healthcare system. They think the one thing that's going to Fix everything, and and the the MSNB people are not 
morons. I mean, I think that there's just a bunch of closet conservatives, and they're plastic and they're fake. Um, but they, uh, you know, they're not. Ad- even these people aren't advocating for a universal health care system. They think just get Donald Trump out, put Joe Biden of all people. You know, of course, the most conservative candidate it could have been. Um, maybe not as conservative as uh, Amy Klobuchar, <laughs> but uh, but you know. Biden's been around so long, on top of being, I think, really conservative. As I just, I just, I hate, I hate the fact that he fucking ran to begin with. That Joe it, Biden ran? Yes, I, I mean, for sure, fucks, it was just for fuck's a, goddamn sake. You're too fucking old. Let somebody else do the job. Yeah, and and, just been, and I've got to say that I feel the same way about Bernie Sanders. He should have found a protege years ago and had them ready to take his place. And he didn't. And he's too fucking old. He, I sincerely, well, I, okay, I'll, I'll, I, um, I'll put down, I'll put down, uh, 15 bucks, um, that, um, before the end of the next presidential term, Either Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden will die. I think I've got pretty fucking good odds on that coming true. I have to say, I mean, um, with with Bernie, Bernie would have made a great president because despite his age, his ideas are new and fresh. So he would have still been an infusion of youth. But and he I do also see doesn't, he doesn't put up with bullshit, which uh, you, you don't know, want the movement for him to sort of go away with with bernie getting older and and uh, at some point dying but in terms of mental sharpness though bernie sanders is still definitely really sharp like you've oh, heard god damn he's he, he you can take both so, biden and trump so mush mash him into a ball is the, the, and the, he's, he's still as smart as i i think that biden really does sound old like he just talks kind of like well i can still I think I remember the sentence that I started, but is this the same one? Or but you know, dude, he was he was like that when he was uh, vice president. He reminds me of Reagan. You know, I think we're just going to have a complete, you know, a, a, a stooge. We're going to have a puppet in there. He's going to be a puppet for the insurance companies. And uh, and you're another thing that that you you are very good to point out that I, it's just it's unbecoming of his char- character. Uh, it's his character. Because he's like a, he's a being kind of a, a pig. Like you've got to be this major senator. You've been there for uh, thirty six years. You've got to be vice president. <laughs> you, you could have run in twenty sixteen and thought, you know, better of it. You know, let the let's have a woman president. Of course, that couldn't happen. That got shut down. Um, well, and well, but but then he well, comes. He, that, that, well, I I I, th- well, I really think that the 2016 election is more in doubt than the the uh, than when 2000 yeah yeah than, than the 2000 election. Um, I, I I really do think there were some shenanigans on levels that that will only be found out. You know, probably a decade. He did win an awful lot of those states just by you know barely, barely. Yeah, yeah. And usually, and, usually when you have that many close 
it's going to break off more 50-50, you know, if everything is just really super close. Um, the um, when when you're losing all the states, usually what happens is that it's it's a rout, like no one's voting for you. But but you know the story though is that that it the, should have been a landslide, <laughs> like the, the Democrats should have just killed the Republicans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In 2016, and it's all it's the same problems. They just they the Democrats really don't want. To be different than the Republicans. Well, it's so why it's why they're they, behind they, they Amy McGrath. The, the most uh, tepid, uninspired, yes, milk almost toast, dreary, um, milk toast. That's the word you're looking for. They're the fucking the most milk toast, middle of the the Amy fucking McGrath. All right. Oh my god. She's she's <laughs> a she's a, example, she's a fucking Republican light, Dude. and she's typical of what. Democrats put all of their money behind the most boring, the least inspiring, the most Republican-ish candidate. It's like, oh, right. those fucking rubes in the middle of America, none of them can understand you know, voting for someone that's going to help them. So let's just give them somebody that's just almost a Republican, but not quite. So you can say you voted against Mitch McConnell. Yeah, exactly. And say that you're liberal. You can vote against Mitch McConnell. And I'm telling you right now, Amy McGrath is not somebody that I would ever want to vote for. If she ends up being our fucking dele- I mean, she's going to lose if if it ends up being her. If Charles Baker, uh, Charles, if Charles Booker um, gets it, I've got a feeling he will actually pull this shit out. Um, oh, I do too. I think he Amy, can do it. Amy McGrath he's got the energy, lose, he's got the momentum. Will lose like a fucking pregnant horse at the Kentucky Derby. Wow, that's a pretty gruesome image. Yeah, <laughs> you you don't want to see a horse try to run a race that's pregnant. That's just awful. Um Oh, can I tell you about the Amy McGrath ad? Because you to, to to say that, you know, she's lived this Republican life is perfect. So here's the. I'm just going to describe it in terms of images, right? It's um, it's the family, you know, childhood. Here's Amy Young, and here she is in near the horse farms in Kentucky, and then it's the Kentucky Derby, uh, church, Notre Dame, wearing a Notre Dame jacket, the military, you know, she's in the Navy, she's doing this, the church, the flag, the military, the church, the flag, the military, the family, and it ends. Now, is that not just <laughs> Cookie cutter Republican, yep. Commercial. Yep. I mean, it's it's just associate yourself with these images. There's nothing else to it. It's like it's the church, it's the flag, it's the military, and 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 family. Like, so you have a family. Like, every human being has a family. Like, you have to you have to be born <laughs> to <laughs> exist, and so that means you came from somebody somehow. Yeah, but but, but her family is is white and is together. Okay, uh, right? They're not divorced, and you yeah, know, yeah. It's just, yeah, she's a dino. You know, Democrat name only. She's just she. I mean, she. What, what, name her her first thing. <laughs> one of her first statements was, you know, I I can work with Donald Trump. It's like if you can work with Donald Trump, fuck you. 
Well, it's just such a brain dead thing to say, like, this this is what this is about. No, like, this is about you have to attack this person, get him out, and you've got to destroy the political apparatus that got him there in the first place. Yeah, and that is exactly not what the, the... the, the Kentucky Democratic Party, especially, but but the the National Democratic Party, they're too goddamn timid. And the thing that they've done forever, and they continue to do it, is they're they're going after this non-existent swing voter, this person that might vote for Trump or might not vote for Trump. There's no fucking such thing. There isn't. There are people that will vote for Trump, and there's people that might vote for your candidate if they're worth a shit. I mean, that's what we're facing this fall, and the goddamn stupid motherfuckers can't put their money behind the people that that voters will want to vote for. As a, you know, the left, the entire left wing will get behind anybody that's even vaguely left. And the National Democratic Party is just like, here's another moderate, you know, put quotes around it. It's like, fuck you. We don't want fucking moderates. Nobody. There's not a single Democratic or independent voter in this fucking country that wants a moderate right now. None. Well, and what's amazing is that the current times uh, show so glaringly how useless moderate politics is. I mean, that we need serious and, and, and drastic action. We need to take corrective action. I mean, we have multiple crises happening, and these aren't just in the metaphorical sense crises like the uh, pandemic is is a is a major problem um the civil unrest that's going on and the the economic situation is bad currently and until uh there's a vaccine uh and certainly with the way that it's out of control in the united states uh the economic situation is going to get worse because when it starts to hit close to home even these people that want to keep everything open the the People around them start to get scared. Like, well, they start to get sick, and they and they start having family members that die. I think that's what it's going to take. Is for there's enough people that don't actually personally know anybody that's gotten it and gotten really sick, you know, or who's gotten it and died. I mean, you're much more. A lot of people get it, nothing happens, um, which is what why this is such an insidious disease on a social level. Um, Dave, I think you need to stop. And I sure. need to go get a beer. So uh, we'll we'll be right back after uh, this little message from our uh, from the uh, Mopod gift store. Uh, we're always trying to come up with innovative products to make your life better. Feeling hopeless? World politics crushing your spirit? Longing for a time when the future was so bright you had to wear shades? Ask your doctor if the Mopod political time machine is right for you. The Mopod political time machine will return you to the year 1982, where you can live blissfully ignorant of COVID-19, the Trump presidency, reality television, Fox News, 
and wham! The Mopod Political Time Machine is a computer-controlled IV drug injection system that places you in a coma where, thanks to our patented cocktail of drugs and our carefully constructed authentic 80s soundscapes, you'll live out the rest of your days in the era of big hair as happy as you're likely to ever be. We have a very limited number of these time machines available, so order yours today. Mopod Political Time Machine will cause premature death. Side effects can include being in a coma, loss of up to 28 years of memories, divorce, diarrhea, bunions, gout, bed sores, matrix, red pills, blue pills, fight clubs, and instant death. Mopod Political Time Machine. Don't you want to go? Yeah, since I started lifting again, I, it, I can't. It's it's kind of hard to describe, and I I remember thinking this back when I was when I was really really into it back in the nineties, um, when I just I ended up I I, I weighed about one hundred sixty pounds, and I I signed on at the gym, and I started working out like a son of a bitch, and I immediately dropped to one hundred and fifty five pounds, and just got harder and harder and harder and harder. And I couldn't, I couldn't put on weight to save. I, I mean, I was, um, I was making. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Um, I was making uh, milkshakes. Uh, they were an entire quart of ice cream and milk, chocolate, malt, and um, like five tablespoons of of weight gain powder, of protein powder. Weight gain two thousand, um, and I was drinking those uh, and and a raw egg. Uh, <laughs> I would blend those. I was drinking one of those every day, in addition to eating normally. That was just extra, and one hundred and fifty five pounds. I looked like Bruce Lee. I had like young and had the metabolism going. Oh, dude, it was fucking wicked. I mean, I was I was what thirty. I mean, I was I was coming up on thirty. And living in a place with you know that's hot and humid, and you're going to sweat a lot. And and plus, I was bicycling to and from work, which was uh, uh, was that seven miles each way um, every single day. Um, yeah, I looked like Bruce Lee. I, I had, uh, you know, all those all, where you could see the fibers of my muscles all over. Um, you know, it, it was that kind of. I had so little body fat. Um, and well, you here, should find pictures and you know start a calendar and get uh, famous and make money off of this man. Um, I've actually, uh, I've, I've actually, uh, uh, I do have some pictures bef- pre-COVID. Um, when I first started at the YMCA, I took I took some body shots just to kind of, um, you know, here's here's what I look like now, and I kind of wish I'd gotten some right at the right when COVID st- struck because I was actually was looking better at that point. Um, and then, man, you know, I had been pumping iron with intensity and commitment from April of 2019 right up through February of, yeah, yeah. of this year. And I was primed this year. I figured, you know, I did finally last year. I got to where I could look in a mirror and flex and be like, I'm actually starting to see some muscle. Yeah, muscle muscle tone as opposed to the just sort of the general middle aged flab. 
just a body. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's and I, um, I was so getting I was getting I, um, the same place. Was thinking with that base that you know this year I could really start to kick ass with it, right? And then this thing happens. So, dude, but I'm, I'm telling, still in I'm good shape, you. and I'm, the cardiovascular is the most important thing. And oh, I'm of course it is. The, and 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 I I and that's one of the runs, things I was so. neglecting back in the '90s when I was working out really hard. well. I know I wasn't neglecting that. What the fuck am I saying? Is I rode to and from work every day. Um, my bike, I, 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 you know, five days a week, I was putting in 14 miles um, in New Orleans on New Orleans streets where you got to fucking blast it or you're going to get run down, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I rode like I was in a race with the cars and I was usually winning. Um, but uh, uh, it, it, now... I've been putting in the cardiovascular, but you know, like we've talked about in the last couple of episodes, and, and which, by the way, you still got to get me the the. We're missing one where we had a lengthy discussion about this, uh, but the 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 stress that that we're we're under, all of us, you know, there there's there's nobody that this isn't weird for. You know, even these jackasses that are trying to pretend that everything's normal. They know it's not. Yeah, I think you're right. That's so what I say. I mean, I think that they're fake. I think they're just totally. Well, they're lying to themselves, which is which is a disturbing thing that we're apparently very capable of. Um, I mean, look look at Joestown, you know, um, and the 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 reaction of stre- of these increased stress levels. I mean, this is one of the things that 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 scares me and it should scare all of us is that these increased um uh, cortisone levels that are that are coming from all the stress which is probably one of the main reasons that that we're putting on weight when we shouldn't be um it also fucks with like your heart and your your kidneys and your liver and it it's it it causes stress reactions in the muscle tissues there that are not good and i you know i keep trying to figure out you know how do you how do you contain that because i find myself and this is just it, it's you it's, take a vacation <laughs> i mean it's i find myself it, it, you know it it just random times my heartbeat is up um, my breathing is kind of shallow, and um, I'm I'm kind of thinking furtively. I'm thinking about you know should I do this? Should I do that? Should it? And um, I have to stop and and kind of meditate to 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 change all of that. Um, but it's just it feels like it's lurking, like behind. You know, there's this. Because nothing's normal. Nothing is working the way that it should. No. You know, and I get, I you know, some some of, I'll, I'll credit, you know, my my touring Europe on bicycle and, and having to, you know, face, every, every, no day was the same as the day before. And it, it was all variant and different. Um, it gives me a little bit of ability to, to, you know, get small 
you know, okay, I'm going for a run. This run's different than the last one. But they're not, they're getting less and less so because where I live, I'm extremely limited on how I can leave for my run. You know, I can either go north or south on the street in front of my house because of the interstate and the railroad yard, you know, that I'm sandwiched in between. And so I've got the first half a mile, no matter what I do, I'm going to run one of two routes. Um, You know, I've a few times have actually taken the car and driven to another place and gone for a run, um, which I kind of hate doing. But at the same time, I'm really glad I do (laughs) every time I do it. Right, right. so so I don't know. This is oh, God damn it. This I gotta say no. I, I I know I know what you mean. And and I, one thing when you were when you were talking about uh, going on your runs, I just it, it made me think of uh, how much I miss uh, going uh, swimming because swimming is such a perfect complement to the runs, right? I mean, your body is horizontal instead of vertical. You know, you're able to get that good cardiovascular. Uh, ec- exercise but you're not having to do it in the same way where you're putting the pressure on the the joints and muscles the Mm -hmm. way that you do Mm -hmm. when you run and of course uh i'm I'm talking about the uh the the gym that i have suspended my uh membership to because um yeah because the the pandemic so i just i'm not going to go inside the gym it's it's not it's not worth it this uh, here in portland there's a brand new ymca and we were one of the first members of it, and and uh, I fucking loved it, man. They had a great th- this uh, second floor weight room with like a, a running track around it. You know, winter time, you know, I mean, it's the bomb. You go up there, lift weights for for you know, to do a bunch of of sets, and then go jog for a minute around this this track. You know, go in, go put in a quarter of a mile, come back and do some more lifting um you know and it was just it was the best and plus of a, a olympic size pool actually more than olympic no actually i want to say it's it's a half olympic pool with a with a uh, recreational pool on you know added on to the side of it there's like an area for people to play basketball in the water there's a water slide, so it's a nice it's a nice facility. Yeah, yeah, basically. and there and there's there's six or eight uh, tracks of for swimming laps um, in there, and and they don't care if you if nobody's swimming laps, you can get in there and just just lounge around in the pool. Um, they don't care, uh, which is super nice, and it's got all the machines and and it, it, yeah, it's a very very nice facility, and we were gladly paying for it i mean it was it was one of those things it's like not only is this good for us but it's good for the community you know so we're we we're willingly paying uh, you know our our monthly uh uh amount for it it's just that you know understandably um we're i I, they're open again no no i'm not no, I'm not going into an enclosed space with a bunch of people that are breathing heavily. That's just not going to fucking happen. Yeah, this is no. <clears throat> and uh, and we not worth it. We got our swimming pool. We bought this uh, nice above ground swimming pool, which uh, hopefully next month will be warm enough to swim in. 
Um, we we got like we got like three days where it was you know above eighty degrees in the pool. Ugh, it was the best, and it's like seventy seven or seventy eight right now, and it's just it's fucking cold, man. You put your arm down in it, and it just is cold. Um, and but it's been really cool at night up here. I don't I don't know how it's been down there at night, but it's been very cool up here at night for a while. But apparently, in the, over the course of this next week, it's going to be, it's going to like, it's still not going to be really hot, really hot in the daytime, but it's going to be not so cool at night, which means that the overall temperature of the water will, will slowly come up. So hopefully by, by uh, next weekend, July 4th weekend, it'll be nice and warm and we can spend the entire weekend laying in the pool. Um, shoot off some fireworks and fuck that. Around I, no, I don't. I'll just watch the neighbors shoot off fireworks. <laughs> Believe me, they've been shooting them off since Juneteenth. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think we'll have to invest in any, any fireworks. Plus, that backyard. There's a giant walnut tree. I mean, what, what, all I'm going to do is like shoot them up. They'll hit limbs and fall back down on us. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've, I I don't know. Maybe maybe you should uh, swing up for uh, for the July Fourth weekend, and and once again you can take the uh, camper and uh, hang out in the pool with us. If it's, I will if, if, if you'll if uh, roast a duck. What's that? I said I will if you'll roast a duck. Uh, that Isn't that will, what you're doing tomorrow? Or you're yeah, going to smoke that, it? That duck will already be gone. Now I tell you what. If you can get your shit together and come up here early enough in the day with a with your own defrosted duck, I will put it in the smoker and we will we will enjoy that. But no, yeah, I'm I'm gonna smoke a duck tomorrow, so it'll, it'll be gone by next weekend. And there, or you could just get another duck and I, we could do the it, same thing again. Uh, you say that casually. Do you know how much a duck costs? Well, I mean, I could, you know, I would, I could give you some cash for it, you know. Once um, I and arrive. also, do you know how hard it is to find a duck? <laughs> I, 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 I literally just chanced upon this duck like like f- three months ago, and have it had it in the freezer, and I just thawed it out. I, they're, they're, Where did you get it? I mean, did you have um, it to was, order it? Was, it, it, from... it was at Value Market. They just had it there. Um, I've okay. actually. The, the, I'll see if I can find one. If I can find one, then dude, we'll, if, do, if you we'll can, arrange something. If you can find can one, it. and you you know, just make sure that you've got it. Say, if you're going to come up on on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and you should get here early, 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 early on Saturday. If you're going to come up on Saturday, um, but make sure you've got it by Thursday so it's thawed, because it's it's probably going to be frozen. If you can find one. Um, but yeah, I the so the, find it and then dethaw it first. Yeah, you you need to if you if you get it on Thursday, put it in the refrigerator. It'll it'll be frozen solid. Put it in the refrigerator. Um, when you when you leave Saturday morning, just take it out of the refrigerator and put it straight into a cooler without any ice or anything. Okay. Just put it in a cooler, close it, put it in the car. Um and 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 bring it on up, and they can I, do I, that dude, and then... I, I guarantee you, I it will it will be fantastic. We'll we'll sit out there while it's smoking and the uh, 
Yeah, I, I absolutely. I mean, oh, we can even, we can stick it in the oven. It doesn't matter. Duck is just the most amazingly fantastic thing. <clears throat> no, I'd want to do it in the in the smoker. Do something outside. Oh yeah, oh for sure. I mean, and, uh, it, and make a pizza with it. Um. Yes. Um. As a matter of fact, I will. I should have. Uh, dude, <laughs> this is with some I, I capers. Was, I was. Uh. I. I needed. Uh. uh <clears throat> I needed olive oil, and I usually buy the the three liter ten of like Filippo Berzio or. Or one of those. Um, that that's my cooking olive oil. Uh, it doesn't go bad if it's in the metal. You know, there's no light hitting it. Um, and I, you know, I can keep that big tin right there by the the oven and, and use it for cooking. Well, I ran out, and I went on. <clears throat> I went on Amazon to 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 get some because I just I. They're just none of the stores that I've gone into have had those the big three liter three. Three liter cans. They've all been out of of them for some reason. Um, so, and I was like looking around. Oh, God, just head butted the microphone. Um, uh, was was looking around on Amazon. I was like, oh, okay, here's this one that, that looks good, and and then oh, here's this one. It just it just won the the gold award last year. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and order that ten. Um, you know, it's twenty twenty five bucks, twenty six bucks. Um, it was one liter. <laughs> I mean, uh, it it comes. It's a one liter tin of olive oil for twenty five fucking dollars. So, um, um, yeah, that's what the pizza crust will be made out of. That uh, when you come up, because I'll, I'll have the dough already to go. But uh, yeah, I, right. I'm just like, man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a lot. Of salad dressings with this shit, because uh, I mean, twenty five dollars for a fucking liter of it. Oh my fucking god! You can get a liter of olive oil that's that's extra virgin Kroger brand for four dollars. <laughs> so yeah, it better be it. I I I I just finger tasted it. It was delicious. I've got to say that. So I'm actually really looking forward to this uh, this pizza dough. Um, oh, man. Okay. Pizza dough. You bring up pizza dough. Uh, hey, I know what we can do. I'll bring up pizza dough, and I'll bring up my uh, iron skillet, and we can make a deep dish duck pizza. No, 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 no. No, no. If we're going to do this... Can you get mozzarella balls, like fresh? Yeah, I can get mozzarella balls. Okay, so all right, we got duck, got mozzarella. I've got fresh basil. I sh- hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have fresh red tomatoes. July fourth. It's kind of looking like I might. I've got a bunch of them out there, so that will do a. Duck Neapolitan pizza. Yeah, that sounds absolutely Dude. nuts. And we'll and that olive oil to coat the you know, no sauce, just olive oil. Yeah. Maybe uh-huh. a little uh, lemon. Oh sure. Sure. Squeeze, squeeze, some lemon squeeze that over the, the top. The or, or actually orange. 
because it's got duck on it. Orange goes well with duck. Yeah, yeah. Orange, you know, orange sauce. That's the, you know, uh, duck. Yeah, I, I found though that orange can be really overpowering, whereas lemon is more complimentary. Well, lemon is your little bit of daylight. Uh, orange is your daylight and sweetness. Um, so it depends. Depends on how it goes together. Maybe put throw some onions on. We'll see. We'll see. We'll cook. I think the, it we'll, We'll smoke that thing to where it's just rare, you know, and then let it sit for about an hour, take it apart, make shit out of it. We can do we can do a pizza. We can also do some tacos. So anyway, we've we've uh, saved the world, and we probably ought to end this podcast because I'm about to pass out. It, it's it's late, and I'm tired. Um, uh, uh, we were able to successfully take the listener's mind off of the. COVID-19 pandemic. At least for 15, 20 minutes. Um, hey, we love all y'all. and Leadership we- skills. Leading <laughs> by example. <laughs> yeah. Hey, take our example, y'all. Um, this has been Dr. Dave Overby for the Mopod podcast. And I'm Alan Miller. And, uh, you know, Dave, I- I've got a feeling, though, Looking at what's going on. We'll be able to make a duck pizza, but still nothing good is ever going to happen again. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Modus Operandi Podcast. This episode was recorded at the IFPR Studios in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Bad Teacher Studios in an undisclosed secret bunker. With Dr. David Overby and Alan Miller. Produced, engineered, edited, and mixed by Alan Miller. Music by the Institute for Psychic Reform. Intro remix by Hydropod. Please join us again soon for the 208th episode by subscribing to the show wherever you get podcasts. Search for us on Facebook or wherever. A poorly kept webpage with uh, recent episodes is available at psychicreform.com slash mopod. That's psychicreform.com slash mopod. Where you can also find the RSS feed to directly subscribe to the show. Search for Alan Evil on Twitter for weird freeform poetry. But not the Alan Evil that's been suspended. The one that's Big Alan a bunch of numbers. Listen to Emma reply to the unhinged tweets of our liar-in-chief and the occasional cute animal video. The Mopod gift store is a fictional entity and the products advertised are imaginary. Mopod! Stay safe, wear a mask, and maintain a safe distance from others. Good night.